I'm just listening and it's like like the topic just goes nowhere <laughs> and then Nina will say something completely off the rails and he just throws everything off and then you always struggle to come back also, and it just like, never gets the who was it who was sure. like we need to be so on the ball today we've got yeah. no time Is this okay? I'm just thinking. Oh. I could hear it when I was doing it. Um, yeah. <laughs> my time, so. Helps me think. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I mean, it's like, fuck the listener, really. <laughs> this episode. <laughs> this is clearly just cool. for our own enjoyment. <laughs> ne- uh, Martin Nemo 2018. <laughs> fuck, fuck the listener. <laughs> so. Daily tra- fact trivia. Oh god, <laughs> it's been so long. Daily. Uh, welcome to Bread and Barricades, a Rat Pack trivia. I said it. I thought I was gonna stumble. Oh my god, this bit is great. <laughs> welcome to this really good radio episode. We're making really good radio today. Um, I can enunciate my words, and I'm Nemo Martin. I use they them for pronouns. <laughs> God damn, the important bit is the bit I fail on. Okay. You did a really good rap pack trivia, though. <laughs> yeah, I did a really good... And it's got an R in it, which... Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. become so difficult. Um, Grace, I use they, them pronouns, and I... Yeah, no. No, I've got nothing. <laughs> Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> this is Stevie, your secondary researcher. She, her pronouns. Have you got any juicy... <laughs> I'm just happy to be in the same room recording with all yeah, you guys. Yeah. It's nice God. seeing your faces again. Yeah. Not on Skype, badly <laughs> pixelated. Your sound inevitably cutting out. <laughs> and also just watching Jade play her games What's slowly. Game? Yeah. Facebook. Oh. Oh. <laughs> the, the truest game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the game of are they stealing my identity or not? Did any of you get the notification? I did. Yeah. You did? I mm-hmm. didn't let it keep any of my information anymore. Yeah. I just resigned myself and just went, oh, they have it all anyway. <laughs> I <laughs> didn't get the notification, so... Oh, they're just going to steal your face. They don't yeah. care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's great. That's great. Yeah, I, I'm of the opinion that it's... I've lived the entire... Yeah. My entire childhood online without caring about they my security so far. They already have <laughs> there everything. embarrassing deviant arts that are way too easy to find of mine. Like, if you know my old username, which is why I had to change it, because if I became oh. a professional with my old username... To be fair, it's got my dead name in it as well. But yeah. like, yeah, no, I can't. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff. There. Mine is still traceable out there. <laughs> anyway, talking about Elias and old men. <laughs> now, man, we're getting down with the, with the, the. Oh, actually, yeah, talking of Elias and old men, Stevie, when's the library open? <laughs> It's been a long cold Yeah, winter. that's really annoying. It was a really good takeaway, and we looked to Greece, so um, hopefully, and we're like, yeah, and oh no, that's no, not what the plan is. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> this w- it would have been the one perfect time that we just sp- like smoothly. Yeah, yeah. ruined it. No, just so much, right? Just all the time. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> That was that was just so much. It was just so much. I've realised recently so I've been like editing a lot of my scripts and I can date like when I've written the script by the fact that pretty much all of them have the phrase get out in them and I'm like, either this is a great homage to a really good film or, or is like, this subliminal. This is very <laughs> subliminal maybe. <laughs> I don't remember putting this in, so that's a bit scary. I don't have a teaspoon. <laughs> Stevie and I, the two white people in the room, start sweating. <laughs> so Stevie went to the library. <laughs> the library's open now. Well, the library was open in 2017. 2018, Stevie hasn't been to the library. Maybe soon. But past me... If I'm remembering the conversation we had on the last episode correctly, 
And it's been a very solventy day. So the chances are <laughs> that I'm not. <laughs> I was like, huh, that sounded like she said solvent. And then I was like, you know, she actually, yeah, that's what she meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. She does work with glue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what are you saying about Jumbo John's, like, internal journey? Fuck! I thought about this on the bus really hard, how I was going to, like, pitch this pitch in. Pitch it! No, man, hit me! I'm like, all I'm thinking about is Jean Valjean's internal journey, like, at any one time. I thought you were going to stop, but I'm thinking really hard about Jean Valjean's internals, and I was like, alright, Chavez! Like, <laughs> wasn't it like, he goes in thinking of, like, his crimes one way, and then by the end, he's sort of, I don't know, not like 360'd it, but... It goes from the, like, um... I've accepted that I've done wrong, but the the um, like implicate the way that I've been punished for it has been greater than the cr- crime. To the like, it slowly goes around to society owes me something. I must mm. take my revenge on society, sort of thing, like loosely. As I yeah, and it d- d- loses a bit of faith, a lot of faith. Yeah, yeah, it, like it goes all of it. Yeah, actually, yeah, 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 yeah. he lost all yeah. of it. And then actually, that journey goes to like this society like like i society owes me something i hate society to like i hate the person who made society which is the boy upstairs the g-man the g-man ladeus x (laughs) well one victor brombert argues that uh jj's emergence to social existence from out of his spiritual prison death (laughs) <laughs> Wait, no, um, brackets death <laughs> I feel like I had more to say about that Wait what was the quote Take, it, no, no, take, <laughs> us, take us through that Take us through that come on Because some, I got really like, distracted at first I thought you were mispronouncing Victor Hugo Really yeah, badly yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like I'm gonna I'll just assume that you knew what you were doing <laughs> I never know what I'm doing So but when Jean Valjean gets out he begins his social existence. This isn't really an argument, this is a fact. But if you need a quote, if you're writing an essay, this is how this is useful. Emergence to social existence from out of a spiritual prison death. And I don't know if I'm missing punctuation there, but it literally is just spiritual prison death. I don't know if it's a meant to be bracket, but it felt like what you were saying. Yeah, no, it's for real though, because he spends that whole time, like, the basically, like, locked in his own brain like thinking basically <laughs> and we established that can't be right but I'm gonna just say it <laughs> but there's a, I put a comma after this so surely I'd have remembered if there was oh man I'm gonna I'm gonna refer to this so many times in this episode I mean this bit it's this is from his spiritual prison <laughs> it's gonna be my new twitch <laughs> <laughs> I've decided already <laughs> So good. Death no, it prison. super was. Yeah, it super was. Like that's the best thing about it. <laughs> no, but for real. But on that, like, in the way that like, it talks about him being in a metaphorical cage as well as a physical cage, and he spends that whole time like locked within his own mind, like doing the internal pressure, hardening, turning into a evil diamond. person. <laughs> yeah, an evil diamond. <laughs> Other than a good diamond. And that it's in the bishop's house is the beginning of his spiritual rebirth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that this is all happening in 1815, a pivotal moment throughout... Mm. I've written, 1815, pivotal moment throughout, dash, convict next to JJ, comma, JJ. Co- Wait, no, let me see. One more time, please. <laughs> Yeah, it does just say spiritual prison death. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I wanted to see it. <laughs> I, I'm already like, this Welcome is the title of the episode. <laughs> yeah. This is going on t-shirts. <laughs> Finally some branding. Just yeah. for us. We're just going to write it on with a sharpie. Yeah. Well, so this is, is there anything about science? Like, that wasn't what I was looking for. No, 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 I was just I thinking about politics. Like, yeah, no, I was just thinking, there's a few like scientific references and stuff in the mm-hmm. chapter. And um, that's quite interesting. And I thought I maybe did... there was going to be some relevance to that. But, I, uh, but you I, know. <laughs> I, uh, I, 
I did a course in, in university which was called the 19th century novel and science. Natural, his, natural science? His, natural history? What was it called? Uh, <laughs> science and 19th century. Uh, anyway, it's interesting. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Some <laughs> point talks about science. Another though. episode, perhaps. <laughs> Another, Another episode, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. Well, politically, there was some stuff going on with Napoleon. Which <laughs> sorry. No no that that is this that is this episode's version of I think this might be about depression. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> yeah. How have we got to this point in the episode already? It's only been half an hour and we're all it's hysterical. Only been minutes. Like No, we're all hysterical. <laughs> So 1815, well actually, to go back for, to the, the year that he goes gets put into jail, 1796? I'll have to take that from you, I know he gets out in 1815. <laughs> from 1796 to 1815, which I'm pretty sure is the, the years that JJ is imprisoned, oh, yes, was Napoleon's glory years. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me just read this. Where am I trying to get that? say it so confidently and then you just go what am what? I saying hey maybe it's a metaphor for like the people being trapped under the rule of Napoleon or something maybe <laughs> maybe it is maybe, maybe that time maybe. where he's in prison is a metaphor for him like for being under Napoleon's rule yeah there's a lot of links between Hugo and Napoleon which is probably like why he's focused so much on this little time stamp that JJ's in in jail. The uh, day that he ha- had the shackles put on him was the day that Bonaparte's victory at Montenot. I'm really sorry. Was proclaimed in Paris. Montenotti. That's definitely how French sounds. <laughs> <laughs> on the twenty second of April, seventeen ninety six. Um. Him sort of coming out the year, coming out of jail, <laughs> the year that uh, Napoleon came back to Paris to re-seize control from a Louis, one of the Louis. A Louis. You <laughs> said a Louis, and I was like, who was a Louis? A Louis. A Louis. A Louis. In quote marks, <laughs> the link between ignominy. I'm, I'm sure we've had the ignominy conversation on this before on this podcast before i think we might have done ignominy or is it ignominy ignominy (laughs) you sound so tired (laughs) ignominy well ignominy igno so it's like not ignominy but also not ignominy ignominy so it's like (laughs) well the link between Ignominy. <laughs> and glory suggests the bitterness of a victory that was to signify a reign of tyranny and violence. So Hugo had a lot of issues with Napoleon's reign, which he didn't initially, but like over time became a lot more like, ooh. But also there's he has some nostalgia there for it. But I guess to signify that, those are like the worst years of JJ's life. Mm. Discuss. I wonder as well, actually, whether instead of being a more physical thing like his imprisonment representing napoleon's glory days is the only way now that i can think of like that time i have to like i have to get the intrusive thought out of my head glory hole that's why you've been laughing at that this last five minutes i couldn't work out what it was i was like what like it's not the most scientific phrase but it's not that funny like yeah instead of being like the physical um thing of it it's it might be representing of like his mental state in prison which sort of seems like a like a big sort of carryover and that kind of thing and like but his inclinations towards violence and that sort of stuff in prison are quite a big thing that's reflected upon and very and very much in the next few chapters and that he does lots of things by like a really violent impulse and then sort of stops and goes like mm. <laughs> and then he literally at the, at the end of at the end of this book sort of breaks out of that 
and I wonder whether it's like it's only you know they in a Venn diagram of his physical time in prison and his violent mental state is only a very slightly lopsided circle but I think it might be one of the other circles I was trying to think logically through that as you were saying which is why I was just like stone faced (laughs) (laughs) Um, because I was trying to think how that would transfer back to Hugo's feelings about Napoleon Mm. and because then obviously because the thing about being in prison in this book is we should not have prisons like Mm. this Mm. I don't know it kind of struck me when you said Stevie that he kind of grew against Napoleon instead of like like you said it, it the way it was phrased how you said it was quite like Oh, you know, it was chill. And then he kind of decided maybe it wasn't so chill. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I want to know more about that. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, at some point, maybe soon, we'll do, like, a full rundown of Victor Hugo's relationship with Napoleon. Yeah, well, probably when we get to Marius. Yes. That'll Marius is a lot in... I've had to, like, dance around all the Marius quotes to do with this uh, time period. Because dates were very important to Hugo, which is sort of why I was, like... Maybe this would be relevant because Mm. he chooses them very carefully. Mm. And also he like, I don't know, fucking loves trying to contextualise everything. And everything is a metaphor for something else that he's doing and thinking. So Mm. it being this time period that JJ's imprisoned would be like, at least to him, very relevant. Mm. Mm. And then tying with the like, his spiritual rebirth is after this period when he gets out of jail, but also after this Napoleon mm. thing. You just said spiritual rebirth, and then I, I went back to the mental state like five minutes ago, so... <laughs> there, there is a spiritual prison death. <laughs> Maybe that's on the front of a shirt and oh, spiritual rebirth on the back. back. No, it's the equivalent of like you know your um you and Sarah's t-shirts that say <laughs> day and night Nemo and I can have one that says spiritual prison death and spiritual rebirth. <laughs> so day, that's when you get the t-shirts done. <laughs> oh yeah, nine when there's like five people now. Yeah. <laughs> one person's yeah. listening to us, Catherine. Yeah, I, God I, bless. I um, met this guy. Coincidentally, we were introduced to each other by a friend in Chicago who, I know, a theatre friend in Chicago who asked me to write the thing about the Olivier's. <clears throat> oh, he was the one, I, you know, I said, oh, I met this random person and he was like, I have four copies of Les Mis on my bookshelf. And then we've been just talking about Les Mis since. And he was like, I listened to all of your episodes. When are you recording next? I need to know more. And I was like, oh, that's so gratifying. And then he was like, yeah, I've never read a Valverific in my life. I don't know. I just went Irish. Anyway. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> very, very quickly. Okay. For a very short amount of time. We'll, we'll play it in slow we'll mode. Yeah. Slow <laughs> mode. Um, yeah, I've never read a Valverific in my life. read a Valverific. read a Valverific. Um, but he mostly reads ER. And then we talked about the differences between the ER community and the Valver community. Oh, what a difference! I, well, no, yeah. there is, no, for, like, yeah, there no, is, oh, I know, okay. I know, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 sarcasm. Yeah. yeah, and then he was yeah. like, um, "Do you were you aware of the? I don't know how to say it out loud. Enjonine, Enjonine, yeah, Enjonine, yeah, yeah. Enjonine, yeah. yeah. So Andras X Eponine wars that happened. I was like. Oh god, yeah, that did happen. Yeah. No, it was on my periphery, but I don't think I ever got into it. No, not like into it. Into yeah. It. I've never read like, like one. Yeah, he was like, you're so <laughs> lucky. Stay in the Valver lane. Like, god. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be an episode because it's interesting to yeah. see, hear about the like, the difference between. Because he asked whether the fic were mostly like modern years or canon. It's mostly canon for Valver. It's more canon for Valver, yeah. whereas for like all the Barricade Boys ones, it's mostly. Yeah. I saw a Tumblr post about this. Oh, really? I was going to send to you. Okay. Because well, it was yeah. like, you're the most chaotic fandom, but like, no one else seems to know it, but you just like, it's reached this point where people don't even tag if it's like modern AU or not. You just don't have to be the thing to be like, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, that'll be a episode special. Yeah. 
Maybe with Felix, because we talked about it, so... I mean, I did ask it here first. <laughs> you heard it here first! You heard it here first! Yes, Glucies! Also, his name is Felix, and I cannot help but always think of... Uh, what's his name? Ptolemy's Felix? Was his name Felix Ptolemy's? I have to look that up. I think of Felix the cat from the <laughs> cat food commercial. The lover of Fantine, a.k.a. Cosette's really nice dad. Guy. <laughs> One real nice guy or, in this book. Not dad. I was going to say progenitor. Is that the right word? No. Sperm donor. Heck. <laughs> oh, wow. Anyway, so... That's all I had to say. That was a tension. Okay, great. And I let library is shut. So, <laughs> now we're shut. Bye. Bye. I'm leaving and I'm not coming back for six more months until you give me a special <laughs> episode no, no, again. Until, until we Get start... Kofi! <laughs> no, until we start a Kickstarter to make the library 24 hours. <laughs> Only an exam season. Oh, man. I just... Do you remember when... Oh, no, I think they still do it. Um, John and Hank Green, when they do the, um, the live do stream. Do they still exist? They still <laughs> exist. They still post episodes. I keep forget. I forget you. Um, when... What was it? The charity day that they have. The Nerdfighter charity day. And they do a live stream for, like, 24 hours or something. All I can think wait. is, ah, oh, yes, the Max Condrive. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's no, no, something that's, different. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's weird to think how... We were, well, I personally was very big into Nerdfighter and Vlogbrothers yeah. stuff. And now I'm like really what big into Mabim Bam and mm. stuff. And I'm like, oh no, Just in like what... five years' time. What's going to be the next White Brothers thing? <laughs> <laughs> what are they going to be? So I went to a Stonewall leadership thing. They love to drop these things. <laughs> <laughs> Let me be great today. No, you'll be like, you're it's, great every like, day. It's annoying. <laughs> it. It, it makes us feel like. Like, you know when you're like listening to something with cool people and they're like oh yeah and then when I was doing this and you're like wow what a cool person it's just like I like to sometimes do that so that when people are listening to this like they just remember like they were like real humans as well as just like this cool nerd <laughs> so I went to a Stonewall BAME um, leadership uh, I was gonna say something cool but all I could think was you think. already said like two cool stuff yeah. there so like um, keep going <laughs> And that's it. Humble brag over. No. <laughs> um, um, we had to think about role models. We had to think about who our role models were. And everyone Nemo was like, it's me. <laughs> um, everyone was like, oh, my wife or like my best friend who like was dying of cancer and then like powered through. And like they had, they also had all like Martin Luther King and all of, like Oprah Winfrey and all these like, you know, BAME and like LGBT or LGBT allies and stuff. And I was like, I'm going to be honest with myself. Right now, it's Jean Valjean and Griffin McElroy. <laughs> right now, always. <laughs> and I like had to explain these two. And I was quite near the end as well. And I was like, I am 100% aware that I have chosen two arguably straight white cis men. But hey, that's where I am right now. <laughs> I've got to, like, each person makes a group of, like, of, of them and their thing, and I've got to counteract it. Yeah. Like. Griffin McElroy and Jumbo John. Carry on. God. So, Griffin McElroy Oh, God. Yes. yes. You're thinking about it? I am thinking about it. I missed it. what Stevie said. What would what did you say? What did you say? The ship to end all ships. Disgust. Oh, why did I ask you to repeat that? <laughs> okay. I just looked down and saw the sentence. He was in a state of great mental perturbation. I was like, yeah, for real. <laughs> so much. Fuck. Okay, so Jean-Bajan awakens as the cathedral clock strikes two. Bong bong. Bong bong. And <laughs> Weed. <laughs> and also perturbation, masturbation. I don't know. My brain... It's still in the in base of thoughts today. What have you been doing today? <laughs> like you don't have the excuse of like being sniffing glue or what was your what's your I'm working around computers. What's your one? I did two full days of customer service yesterday ah. and uh, being yeah. misgendered wow. and yeah. yeah, being called a and slow. I'm just gonna oh, get this out. Nice, yeah. Yeah, keep on keep on going. Keep yeah. on making keep on making masturbation jokes. <laughs> <laughs> 
I missed that again. <laughs> I don't know if I want to ask you to repeat. I'll have to listen to the episode. Because <laughs> I'm definitely keeping that in. Yeah, yeah, cool. Okay. So I was wondering whether the cathedral clock striking two represents that he's about to get his second chance. Yes. No, what I think Probably. it is. <laughs> Did you know that there's two candlesticks? I somehow I think I like astrally projected to maybe three seconds in the future and like as soon as you said did you know I was like they're gonna say they're gonna say that there are two candlesticks and like you did it was re- like I was like is that these intrusive thoughts god damn it oh it's some more of my really insightful notes that just says wakes up can't get back to sleep I mean same yeah, but no, I like I realized as well. I started making like notes at the head of pages of what happens in the page mm. rather than just making loads and loads of random notes and then being like, oh, what actually happens? <laughs> like, yeah. So he wakes up at two o'clock and he can't get back to sleep because he's thinking so much. Which, to be honest, been there, right? <laughs> like, and um, yeah, he's chewing over all the stuff that goes in his life. Oh, I just saw the word turgid. Um, it takes me back to. Um, when my younger years. My younger years, when we were studying osmosis. <laughs> right, so the, um, what's the opposite of turgid? Um, Calm? It's like limp. Oh. <laughs> Put it. Flaccid? Flaccid. <laughs> That's what it is. It's flaccid, right? So we were doing a, a case study on osmosis and we needed diagrams. So... <laughs> A cell when it's full of water is called turgid, and a cell when it's got no wa- less water in is called flaccid because it goes so soft and fluffy. So I was looking for diagrams, and then I googled flaccid, and that's when I decided I was gay. I think probably. <laughs> now I've talked to straight people recently <laughs> from time to it can time. Be a strain. They into my life. It can recently. be a strain. And they were like, yeah, no, pretty gross. And I was like, okay, so You're it's... telling me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've had the same where they're like, oh, no, no, they're all disgusting. You're like, yeah. okay, <laughs> sounds queer. Yeah. <laughs> but then I've but also then met gay men who say the same, and I'm like... Yeah. Actually, it means to an end. There's means no... to an end. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> You're on fire today. <laughs> it's being in the same room with you guys, I think. <laughs> Brought it back. Man again. all this energy. Yeah. No, something vanished as it as through a turgid stream. It, it's not really super relevant. I just saw it and was like, turgid. Wow, that's a word. It just took me back to that one time in my life. <laughs> okay, so yeah, he's thinking about the silver, and uh, the silver knives and forks are obsessing him. It's all going very well. Um, he sort of there's a really interesting bit where it talks about the value of the solid pieces of old silver as it were being pretty much double you're not paying like what what <laughs> what <laughs> the silver knives and forks obsessing him we just got the picture of uh, be our guest <laughs> Someone, please make a Beauty and the Beast Valjean <laughs> Univers AU. Do you not already have Someone, one? please make that AU. Also, that's like the whole film that you're writing right now. Oh, yeah. It's gay and there's cooking. I'm into it. <laughs> Sold. So, my, my usual pitch for this is Beauty and the Beast. Okay. But what if? The beast fell in love with Belle's dad. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you, you an old man. <laughs> okay, cool. So, yeah, he's, uh, there's an interesting sort of, like, comment about, like, class and stuff where he's, like, looking at, thinking about the silver and thinking about how it's worth, like, twice what he had earned in the whole time. It's twice what he would have earned in all the, all the time that he was in prison in just the value of the silver which is interesting in the like yeah value and that sort of cool stuff it's all good fun it's interesting in the value yeah yeah it's about the value of the silver no i'm just hating me and the future is hating 
everything about this because when I'm editing, you. Well, no, that's not fair. I don't we, make any sense. I, no, no, it's not yeah. the sense thing. It's like you'll say something and then you'll trail off. And then you won't come back to it. And I'm like. Oh, God. Three bongs! <laughs> God, if there were three bongs in this room, we would not be less <laughs> on top of it. I can't look why you made that joke on the door and those kids are like oh we're so glad you hit do you smell that <laughs> the weed yeah no we smell that oh yeah some guy just came and smoked <laughs> some weed and then left oh, and i'm sure those are his bongs too yeah <laughs> we'd be oh. more on topic if we were high <laughs> that was the joke i was making <laughs> So he gropes for his knapsack and then swings his leg over. <laughs> I'm loving this Muriel oh. and your <laughs> which is actually a big thing. He has this kind of weird mental process where he's going, yeah, not going to do this. I can't steal the silver. And he's like not thinking about it. He's in like a really sort of disassociative state, basically, for the next like four chapters, basically. He's just not, he's not, not really like thinking he finds himself sort of preparing to go and steal it while just sitting there going, yeah, not going to steal it, not going to steal it. And he like takes off his shoes so it can be more quiet. And it's like, yeah, not going to steal it. And he picks up his bag and it's just like, yeah, not going to steal it. And he keeps sort of working through it. And he's thinking, oh, he's thinking about a guy who he went to prison with and his belt. And I just, maybe yeah. I know this from earlier. If you're going to come back to the spiritual <laughs> prison death. No! While you're searching, can I say what was in my head, which I valiantly didn't say, but now that we're stopped anyway. This is the equivalent of the fourth wall thing. If you say it, it's not valiantly not saying it. <laughs> You've still yeah, said it. Yeah, but we're stopped now. Convict next to JJ. Convict next to JJ. It could well be the convict next to JJ, the one with the cool checkered belt. <laughs> yes. Mix Martin. <laughs> When he said he takes off his shoes and he's in his socks, I just imagined him walking like, <laughs> like a Scooby Doo. Yeah. This episode's gonna be five minutes long. Yeah, it's, just... it's gonna be like you talking really normally and then starting like. <sighs> Aside, Nemo is pulling the face, <laughs> the I want to make a stupid joke face. <laughs> He might have stayed like that until daybreak if it hadn't been a quarter of an hour since then. And the clock wait, like breaks him out of his stupor and he just like automatically in that time gets up and goes to the window and starts like plotting how he would escape and that sort of thing. And there's throughout these chapters, there is just such a theme of like the decisions that he has to make and also of like light and dark, which I mean... This gets real heavy-handed in here, kids. It gets real fucking heavy-handed in here. It's like, oh, he looks out the window. The night was not very dark. It was a full moon intimately hidden by by large clouds, creating out of doors an alternation of darkness and light. And you were like, oh, is this representing... <laughs> is this representing his choices? And you're like, wow. And actually, I thought it was quite interesting because there's been referenced a lot that he's like doesn't pay any attention to hit to the like natural environment around him and i wondered whether like him ignoring his environment and then like the environment representing his choices it's him choosing to be amoral and instead of being amoral he technically becomes immoral that's all i've got to say about that you sounded very legit thanks <laughs> um 
Oh yeah, and indoors of that, there's a sort of twilight, which I think represents <laughs> the name, for fuck's sake! It represents that Jean Valjean is Team Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> there's a play right now called Frozen, and I'm like, why yep. would you choose our name? <laughs> on the tube and it's a really serious play and like half of their marketing stuff not done by the actual play but but by like secondary ticket dealers and stuff yeah. like oh come see frozen not the disney movie <laughs> and it's like you, you're gonna you knew when you were writing this that you're gonna, you're gonna just change the name of the play just to like solid water or yeah. something <laughs> Yeah, so he's in a sort of twilight, which represents his moral grey zone. And, oh yeah, oh, rising and dimming like a light. Oh, there's just, there's so much of this good. There's so much of this good, like, like light and darkness. It's easy to get out of the garden, basically. And that's what he decides when he looks out the garden. And um, he's pretty much, he's almost in this, like, fugue state where he's just, you know, again, going through the motions of being ready to steal and going out. And, um, yeah puts his shoes in, in his bag and that sort of thing and there's like this really interesting image where he puts his hat on and pulls it down really low over his eyes so it's like and it sort of like references like the peak of the peak of his hat like covering his eyes and that sort of thing so I wonder where it's like him trying to hide from God or that sort of thing or just like refusing to see how what he's doing is impacting other people or whatever that sort of stuff and then picks up what is called a um, a miner's spike, which is just which assumedly he's been carrying with him the whole time, even though it hasn't been referred to at any other point. <laughs> yeah, that miner's spike that he was carrying, and it's like, oh, why doesn't anyone want me around? I'm just carrying this big iron bar sharpened to a spike on me. It's just like, why do they all think I'm dangerous? <laughs> like, I don't. I, what? Give me a job, please. Yeah, it's got this fucking. Like, Yeah, like it, 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 you know, there's this like really cool visual of him like picking up this iron bar that's like sharpened to a spike, and you just get this like what's what's gonna happen, incoming violence sort of thing. And then it's like, oh, grasping the minor spike in it in his right hand and holding his breath, Valjean moves stealthily towards the door of the bishop's bedroom. He found it ajar. The bishop had not closed it. And then it's the end of the chapter, and it makes you think like if when it was a periodical, everyone would have been like, "Fuck!" Yeah, <laughs> like, it, like I hadn't even considered how. Yeah, yeah you would, the original medium that it was in. Yeah, I, and like if you hadn't, obviously I read Lemes after I'd watched it, so I knew mm. that the bishop was gonna fucking die. <laughs> but like. Wow. Yeah, that would have been a hot like waiting gonna... a week or yeah. two weeks or something. And I would, to be honest, that would have been a great. That, like if he had spent this much time Victor Hugo had spent this much up. time chronicling the bishop's life mm -hmm. and then just mm -hmm. had Jean Valjean ice pick him <laughs> like mm -hmm. oh man mm -hmm. yeah the spike was a, a thick solid metal used for splitting rock God. like and then it's literally like like that's the and you're just like like after he let you into it yeah head. literally it's like after spending this whole time building up this idea of this like vicious criminal who's like hardened his heart to not feeling anything and you're like whoa what's gonna do it but also muriel leaving the door open knowing everything we know about him he's like literally asking Beljean to come in like like he always knows what he's mm. doing and almost like wants these situations that he, you can just imagine him like creaking it open like he <laughs> 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 there wasn't the cathedral like Bonging. He was just like he went he outside with a pan and went bong, bong, bong. Wake up, motherfucker! Yeah, for real though. Like what you were saying, Stevie. I wonder at some point that like, there's later on when you know he goes into his room and he's creeping through his room and there's this bit where he like pushes open the door a bit and he's like, oh, I can't quite get in and he pushes a bit more and it squeaks really loudly and it's like, <gasps> and it's really tense and like, oh my god, oh my god, and um, I kind of wonder whether like. It refers to the sleeping bishop and that sort of thing, but I wonder whether it just woke him up and he just... I think he was awake. Yeah. Just, like, grinning like to just... himself, knowing he's going to, like, yeah. impart some spiritual moment. Like, 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 when you're a kid and it's Christmas and, like, you're, like, you can hear somebody in your room and you're like, yeah. I'm asleep, I'm asleep, I'm asleep, I'm asleep, I'm asleep. <laughs> like, like, that's the, the that's the, like, I, I, 
I don't know. I like. I really like the idea of him not being asleep. Actually, <laughs> like. Oh yeah, this is a good funny bit too. When the um, the hinges emit a long and piercing shriek, Jean Valjean shivered. The sound was appall- as appalling to him as the- that of the last Trump. No, <laughs> 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 I was just I just wrote me the fuck too. <laughs> yeah, and it's like that sort of tense thing when the the door squeaks and it kind of makes you think about you know the description of um, how. When he'd escaped, you know, there's that cool description. I say, you know, like you had read it when it was me who read it. There's this cool description where um, it talks about him like freezing at the sound of every dog barking and the sound of hooves and that sort of thing. And the feeling of being hunted, basically. Um, So he moved on in the bedroom. um, He moved on for more vanilla things, you know. (laughs) So... Nature at times adds her own commentary to our actions with a kind of sombre and considered eloquence as though she were bidding us reflect. And what happens? Is this like, oh, the um, the sky's been hidden by clouds, the moon has been hidden by clouds, the whole room has been dark this whole time. And then suddenly a cloud moves out the way and one single moonbeam... God! <laughs> fucking twilight! ...lights up the bishop's face! <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like and Jean Valjean like just stands there and like gazes at the bishop's face that's like lit up in this moonbeam <laughs> meanwhile Muriel just like furiously yeah, trying just, not like, to yeah just like grinning like I sent Madame Magloire out there with a mirror <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just wonderful so there's yeah she's standing <laughs> on a velvet chair <laughs> <laughs> just like Whoa! Welcome. Twilight. Yeah, perfect. His face wears a look of serenity, hope and beatitude. Something more than a smile and a little short of radiance. A reflection of light that was not seen. The spirits of the righteous in sleep commune with a mysterious heaven. And it's just like, sure. shut up. <laughs> it's, you know, gives us a great, a great uh, foil to uh, what the fact that he was uh, rested from his slumber and all of that sort of thing because you know the uh, the the unrighteous sleep poorly and all that sort of mm. thing you know right yeah yeah oh yeah it literally says he seemed in the soft half dark to wear a halo like, which god was, which is Tammy. and then as if we hadn't got that victor hugo goes on the moral plane there can be no more moving contrast than that between an uneasy conscious conscience baited oh my god bent a Upon misdeed and the unguarded slumber of innocence, like as if we hadn't <laughs> got that. <laughs> In Casey's readership, he's like he's worried like, that we're too stupid. Yeah, we've not got this light and like, gets this scene. image. He's like, yeah. So there's like this this convict leaning over this innocent, glowing old man, <laughs> and, and <generally>. also <laughs> there is a convict who is very mean. Like, oh my. Jesus. Because you've got to bear in mind he's still holding this yeah, metal spike in like in his hand. Because there's sort of the idea that he would have actually killed him as well, which is not something that comes across in the musical, funnily no. enough. <laughs> like But um he stands there frozen as this moonbeam lights up Bishop's face. Like and it says he's a he's adrift between the two extremes of death on one hand literally death in one hand and salvation on the other either ready to shatter that skull or to kiss that hand so he's like frozen these whole chapters basically are about like moral crossroads the whole way through it's really cool and interesting and it's like that pattern is repeated again because it refers to the um the crucifix dimly visible above the the mantelpiece and it talks about the arms of the crucifix being extended between towards both hands to to both men and one is extended in benediction and the other is extended in forgiveness he suddenly like breaks out of his stupor without looking at the bishop moves away and starts going towards the cupboard and he takes this pick like as if he's expecting to have to break open the break open the cupboard but of course 
the key's still in there. He just opens it and it sort of reinforces the idea of this man who's always expecting to have to do violence. He's always expecting to have to force things to happen. But he just, he takes it and runs, basically, and takes his flight! <laughs> the next thing starts with just like the bishop in his garden and it and it's really funny. And I was like, oh, I miss this. I'm so sad that we're mm. going to lose him soon. <laughs> like, Has anyone written the, like, like Horton Gracie's continuation? Has anyone done the, like, <gasps> what if he did A-U-Web this? A-U-Web, yeah, he just murders him. him. There's evil um, fix. Ooh. They're quite, mm. they're usually quite oh, sexual. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm very intrigued by your dark fix because I feel like I can find, like, actual, I might even have a source already that, like, backs up that almost, like, if it had gone wrong, mm. like, maybe Tenardier is, like, the... If he hadn't sat mm. at that crossroads. So that is intriguing to me. Do you want to do it now, or...? Oh, it's literally just one line that's, like... Okay. But yeah. it's more, like, almost, like, classes. So I'd, I'd want to maybe find... Go back to that source, like, Sinbadis? Carlo? I don't know. While Stevie's thinking that, I remembered as well something I was going to say, that um, the like light beaming down on um muriel's face as well is reminiscent of the um revolutionary oh like yeah it takes us yeah, back yeah, to yeah, that yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was more about classism than what i thought it was about okay. but it that doesn't mean i didn't find that intriguing yeah. source stevie 2018 yeah this will come up and i'm sure there is things to be said about that and i maybe just didn't write them down because mm. I had no idea what would be relevant mm. at the time. Mm. But I was relevant today. So good job, past me. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have to go... I'm going to have to go away and read some dark fic. Oh, what a shame. No, it's actually kind of a shame. I don't like them very much. They kind of... So there's Heck. a term mm. There's a term called squick. Yes. Um. Mm. So for people who don't know, like something that is actually triggering is something that, you know, does what it says in the tin. It actually triggering to someone who has who is triggered this is really yeah it's a really basic thing but like some people just cannot and that's like a really basic way of Mm. explaining this and then you have something like a squick which is like oh i don't like it like it's not it's not offensive or harmful or it won't like affect me but i just don't like it which is a better way of you so you so that People aren't confusing triggering with mm. squick. The difference between something mm. that makes you a little bit uncomfortable and something that lots of times triggers refer to things that can come from PTSD, some from abuse. Not always, mm. like quite often it's not like, but often it can be based from that kind of thing. So it's the difference between something that's just ah, uh, I don't want to read about that. That makes that gives yeah, me the heebie-jeebies. Mm. Yeah, choice almost. Yeah. Mm. So. Dark Valjean is like a squick mm. for me. Yeah. Cause well, I'm... you did like half an hour say say like yeah. Who are my role models? And yeah, getting into them, like so dark time right? Like yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But maybe because I but but then previously on my life I yeah, wasn't doing that. a Les Mis podcast, so reading it for like pleasure mm. versus reading it because it would be interesting to read about it mm. is different as well mm. i'd say send them to me but i'd have no context of mm. well i'd have this context yeah vaguely the movie well actually you know the um the bit where it's like oh there's a big cliffhanger and you think about the fact that it was actually like a, a, a periodical uh, thank you periodical the next chapter is just entitled what he did so mm. i love the image of like getting your ma- your fringe magazine uh, and being like this week in Les Mis what he did and everyone's just like fuck guys did you get this week's chapter oh, of like I just uh, the idea was missing out well yeah if I hadn't watched the movie I maybe wouldn't be missing out mm. on this but the like that anticipation yeah that's so true it's cool Man. to think about it in it's the same with Dickens except was Victor Hugo paid by the word I don't think so. Because Dickens, I think you're he, like, yes, yeah, that, sure, mm. I would guess I would have done the same thing that you did, yeah. I just don't want to read it. Mm. Mm. I haven't heard anyone say that he was, so I think he just liked mm. it. I'll look into it. If he was paid by the metaphor, I would be surprised. <laughs> God. Yeah. 
Despite oh. everything, this has been Brendan Barricade's <laughs> Lemons podcast. It was produced by me, Neil Martin, and Julian Yap, who is also transcribed in the episodes, who is now free from SA Hell and watched three films oh. in a day, which, you know, God hashtag bless proud. Julian Yap. If you like this podcast, if you give it a five stars on iTunes, that would be really cool. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, at Lemons Podcast, on Tumblr, at Brendan Barricades, or you can send us an email if you have a complaints. Complaints? Quibbles, questions, whatever. Lamerspodcast at gmail.com. Um, we also have a Kofi if you want to donate to send CV to the library for 2K18. Um, and we also have Jade, <laughs> <laughs> who is our audio director. Jade composed our opening, um, which is Pay What You Can on her website. You can find Jade on Twitter at JBWasabi or on her website wasabi-playground.com When I'm concentrating I have to close my eyes! No, Jade gave you a thumbs up. Oh, okay. (laughs) I wasn't just being racist. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's the end. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Make us go. We are so red right now. It's so you're not super red. I think. Am I not? <laughs> oh, I thought you're, I was just you're really bright delightfully red. rosy. Yeah. I just assume that I'm like bright red at all points. I I know that I am bright red. <laughs> yeah, I'm you're always not, like, bright red. Bright red. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, we're slightly cooling down to so a bit of it. Was I red when I started crying? <laughs> you were so red, and it was just—I just—you looked up at me at one point. There was just a tear rolling down your face. What's the time? It's close to nine. Time to have a bath. But how'd you get that idea? You've got to be obsessed with gay old men. <laughs> <laughs>